Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August 25th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Overall, the day was, I will at least give it a solid I will say I'm a little frazzled in, you know, certain little small petty ways, maybe a little anxious money wise, but that's just, you know, that fits for right around the time of the month, you know, so it just is what it is type of mood, but no, overall things are good. I'm feeling all right, so I'll, I'll take it. Didn't get rained on today. That was nice. That was neat. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, I don't want to just get right into it. I think so. There's really no food corner. I wish I had something yummy to report, but not not really. It's been it's been pretty blank. But that's okay. I don't mind as long as I'm eating okay. Um, I guess I'm going to do a little bit of actually like pre-news before we get into the news. Um, a bit of the, uh, Purgosian update. Still, (coughs) like, no hard (coughs) confirmation, but Putin has acknowledged that, you know, Purgosian is dead. Uh, I think as of like Thursday, he like, you know, made a statement giving condolences to, like, you know, the um, people who died in the plane. Also, still weird there. No one knows if it was shot down, um, if there was a malfunction. It's looking like, most likely, as per, like, you know, U.S. military intelligence, they're saying what we think happened is that there was an explosion on the plane because everything was working fine, and then next thing you know, boom, something happens. And there's all these issues, plus how the wreckage looks from what we saw. That's what we think. So, I mean, that's all speculation. But there's that. Uh, The Trump mugshot. That happened. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we made history. Uh, Yet again, another big day for annoying people. Uh, Trump supporters and haters. Myself included. I'm also an annoying person here. I'm also in the banter. I I had to have the conversation on the fucking pod. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But truly, I think the funniest part about it is that, like, he said he's 6'3", and I think, like, 213 pounds. My fucking ass. Like, there's just no goddamn way. Like, (laughs) show me the Carfax, dude. I I don't believe you. Um, Shit, man. I'm 5'11", 274. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. If that's real, then I, I oof, body dysmorphia is kicking my ass. I don't know. Um, let's see. So, there's that. I, I didn't want to actually, like, spend a whole episode uh, talking about it. So, like, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the uh, news I wanted to talk about. The, the I don't know. This isn't fun. This is not fun news. <laughs> no, none of this is, well, one of these is fun news, I feel like. But it's at the end. I'm saving it. Um, from the Associated Press. China bans seafood from Japan 
after the Fukushima nuclear plant begins its wastewater release. So last we left this story, Fukushima had said, look, we, um, well, I, I guess the um, electric company or the company controlling it, is it the government? Yeah, I think it's the government, whatever. Uh, let's just start reading. Let me not do all my little side talk. The tsunami, the tsunami wrecked Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant has begun releasing its first batch of treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean, a controversial step that prompted China to immediately ban seafood from Japan. So, yeah, last time we left, um, you know, Fukushima was saying, hey, we need to get this water out. We are packed to the gills. Uh, you know, all of our storage for this, it, it's at capacity. We, the, we've been treating this water. And no, you're right. Like, totally, there are there is, you know, trace radioactive material here. But by the time we put this out into the ocean in a slow, diluted, you know, in a slow pace, the, it shouldn't be a problem. And that was the plan, and it has had some opposition, and it looks like China is like, look, no, we mean it. We are not going to be doing trade with you on this, on these, with the seafood, if you're going to be, you know, by their, you know, POV polluting the water. And it's not just China saying this. There's other uh, countries, too. Uh, U.S. has piped in and said, hey, we personally think it's fine what China, uh, what Japan is doing. I'm not too too surprised by that. Those are two allies, and I, I mean, I don't think really the U.S. feels that affected by it, regardless. Uh, and not to mention, in the U.S. in these situations, we've we've had you know crazy train wrecks, bad pollution spills, all kinds of shit, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. Fucking state's gonna eat it. City's gonna eat it. Town's fucked. Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but yeah, I mean. How I personally feel, I don't know. Like it is one of those things where you almost like you you want to trust what these scientists are saying, what these uh, you know committees and you know are are coming out saying. Like, look, we've done the testing, we're doing the research, and we're, we're saying you're okay. But then that can also just feel like, uh, I just uh, I don't feel safe. You know what I mean? I, I get if you're a fisherman and you're like, this is my way of life, and I'm literally now seeing the things that I was concerned about, like, I, like, please don't do this, and now you literally do this, and now we are literally losing money. Um, let's see, shortly after China's announcement, Tokyo's electric power company holdings president, Tomoyoki Kobe, Kobe Kawa, said the utility was preparing to compensate Japanese business owners appropriately for damages suffered by export bans from the foreign government. He said China is a key trading partner and he will and he will do his utmost to provide scientific excuse me explanations of the release so the ban will be dropped as soon as possible. But there's chances that they're just card stuck like nah, we aren't gonna drop this ban. Um So, you know, I mean that's kind of the uh, what else did I wanted to talk about? I feel like there was something else here. There's a lot. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, here we go. TEPCO plans to release 31,200 tons of the treated water by the end of March 2024, which would empty only 10 in only empty 10 tanks. 
because of the contaminated production of wastewater at the plant, though the pace will later pick up, which is also probably concerning because you're saying, oh, it's such a small part, but then you're, you know, you're upping the pace, so you're putting more in. It's like, eh, you know, this. I can see how that makes people more weary. But something I did learn this week, a bit of background on like kind of how this wound up happening. There was the earthquake and, you know, this triggered a meltdown. The cooling systems were damaged. So the only thing they could do was run uh, like water through it to cool things down. And that's the only way that they've been able to, you know, stabilize the situation. And they've just been constantly having to filter through this contaminated water, store it because they can't get rid of it. And now they're just at capacity. Um, But that leads me to think then like, well, this is never ending. Like, and and this leads me to feel like, well, how am I supposed to feel then when we're talking about nuclear energy? Because that's supposed to be another green alternative that some people will bring up, right? And I go, well, but then you have this, you have like the, the Seven Mile Island thing, you have Chernobyl, like there's so much, like so much risk. And like if that risk, like, you know, winds up happening, it, the bad case scenario unfolds, like the aftermath of those situations are so catastrophic and, and, and they're there for like centuries to come, it seems like. So how safe, how good is that nuclear alternative? You know, it, it makes me wonder, but, um, you know, I know there's pro cons to all this kind of shit, uh, but let's let's move along. From the BBC, BBC Sport. Um, now, okay, you guys know if there's sport, there's probably something beyond the sport. Why why we're here? Why I'm talking about it? Now, uh, I got to preface that you know this is World Cup shit. Um, I, I know I, I I started you guys off saying hey you know someone died right for the World Cup soccer women's you know World Cup soccer um, football if you will. Um, and I didn't really talk about that shit for their, for their whole duration. Uh, needless to say, Spain won against England, uh, one to zero. Very tight game. Also, I think it's annoying that, um, Americans, you know, you know, my, my people, we complain a lot when we watch sports, especially things like, uh, soccer, football. I'm, I'm going to try to call it football for the rest of this. Um, we, we get upset if it's not like a high scoring game. I've noticed this uh, just across the board, especially like talking to like my my hockey friends. You know, whenever I'm you know I'm watching a hockey game over the holidays or whatever, it's like it, it's so strange that like people get so upset when the games aren't the way they expect them to be. But like internationally, people are like, no, that was a good game. That was like good defense. Like they're actually excited about good defense and like having to see like a high skill intensive game where people were, like are really like both sides are really just crashing against each other. I don't know. I, I think that's that's missed upon my people, and I, I stress us to do better and just enjoy the game, enjoy the moments. Uh, but a non-enjoyable moment uh, definitely took place right after the game. Ginny uh, Hermosa says she did not consent to be kissed by Spanish Football Federation president Luis Rubales, as 81 players confirm they will not play for Spain's women's team until he is removed from his post. Now, Rubales has refused to resign after kissing forward Hermoso uh, on the lips following Spain's Women's World Cup final over England in Sydney. Now, it is a very awkward moment. They're like standing there 
and they have this little conversation, and then he just like like it grabs her head and just like just kisses her, just plants one on, and he more or less tries to describe this as like a fucking peck. But let me um read some of this shit. Um, he says he doesn't deserve this manhunt, but oh, I I should add too that. Uh, Spanish government has started legal proceedings seeking to suspend the 46-year-old while FIFA has also launched disciplinary proceedings. Now, FIFA's disciplinary proceedings, I heard from the BBC, it's going to take at least till, like, next year, I think, to, like, even actually sit down and, like, fully discuss this and handle it. So I think that's another reason why the Spanish government has gotten involved, and I think they are going to... um, um, do an investigation, talk to him, uh, talk to him and uh, Jenny, I guess, and others, and um, say, you know, give a, a ruling. Uh, let's see here. He added, Jenny was the one who lifted me up. I told her to forget about that, to, to forget about the penalty, which was, uh, I guess, something that happened in the game. And I said to her, a little peck. And she said, okay. It was, it was a spontaneous kiss, mutual, euphoric, and consensual. That's the key. A consensual peck is enough to get me, uh, get me out of here. And it's like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, what? That is the slimiest description of events. Like, dude, like, that's already a huge red flag when a guy is describing, like, yo, it was so good, dude. It was like a movie. It was like a movie moment. And it's like, no, dude, you're just being a fucking creep. Also described, too, there's some, uh, like, this dude has a history. He, like, he has a bad, just, like, very, like, sleazy locker room vibe energy. You know, he comes down. He's, like, up, up, like, on the women while they're changing. So, like, like, like dude, no, bro, like, stop. Also, he, um, it's reported that he grabbed his crotch while the queen and her daughter, I believe, were, like, like on the pitch or whatever so that's cringe that's weird like i don't understand how like as a coach you need to like grab your groin while uh, the game's going like i don't see what that does uh ooh. so that that's that's a bit cringe um and then um Pachu- pachucha player hermosa released a long statement on social media saying i want to make clear that at no time did the conversation to which Mr. Luis Rubales refers to in his address take place, and above all, was his kiss ever consensual. She added his claims were categorically false and part of the manipulative culture that he has generated. Also, another thing I really want to add here, when he made that speech, he made that speech to the applause of, like, a good handful of men in the room, I believe. Like, people were like, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah, go off, you're right, yeah, speak your truth. Yeah, like, no, 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 ew, fucking tomato, like, tomato gun, like, ugh, like, spray the room. <laughs> like, to hear, like, a journalist talk about it, it was just so, like, upsetting to hear it. Like, it, it just sounded like she's like, this is not, like, he literally is, like, changing what happened. And people, like, thought, she's like, I came to that room expecting this man to resign today like and he did that he he decided to flip it and is like i will not resign like i am being attacked and it's like no dude you're not the victim here dude like get the fuck out of here please do not come back um 
Now, like I said earlier, the I, the players are saying, hey, we're not about this. We are out. We're not playing. They are scheduled to play, I believe, September 22nd against like Sweden, something like that. Uh, I don't know like what kind of game this is, uh, like league-wise, status-wise. But um, yeah, I mean, that's coming around the corner. I believe there's also like... Uh, like another World Cup or something. This is something I heard on BBC, so I'm kind of getting this, uh, I'm giving you telephone information a bit here. But it's kind of a cruel irony in a way because um, um, this guy, I've been saying his name, Luis. Uh, Luis Rubales, he's been pushing this, um, like he's been pushing for, like his support saying, we can handle this, we can make it happen, it should happen here. I believe it's a World Cup. I, I think uh, for, for, either for men or women, I don't know. But um, essentially he's like, yeah, it should happen here. And like, it's looking like, yeah, they really do have a viable chance, but he's actually been literally standing in the way of it. You know what I mean? With his fucking just terrible gross behavior so i mean here we are i am rooting against this guy luis i hope you fail um you should have resigned uh, at the very least um but i i'm also concerned that this like whole legal process might not even do anything i don't know i mean i, I you hear some stories and there, there's some stories i miss covering on here of just like just terrible sexual assault and you'll hear a judge or someone go like, actually, like, I mean, he only did it for like 10 seconds. Like, yeah, he groped you for 10 seconds. Like, whatever. That was like some Italian judge. That shit was terrible. That shit fucking grossed me out. And I just didn't talk about it here. So I, I, my faith in the justice system anywhere and everywhere is just very bad, especially when it comes to just women's rights. It's sad as hell. I wish it was better. And you know, I, I, I hope and pray for a society where it is, but I, I don't know if it's here today in the year of 2023 Whew, on this Friday night. All right. Anyway, um, we got one. No, I'm, I'm jumping guns. My bad. Whoo, uh, CNN. That's the next story. We're not done yet. We're not even close. Maybe halfway. Um, yeah, from CNN. Maui government files lawsuit accuses Hawaiian electric company of causing Lahaina wildfires. Maui County filed a lawsuit Thursday against Hawaiian Electric Company and its subsidiaries, alleging that the utility company's negligence caused the devastating wildfires that burned thousands of acres of land in the state and killed more than 100 people earlier this month. Uh, let's see. The lawsuit alleges that the electric company known as HECO inexcusably kept their power lines energized in early August, despite the fact that the National Weather Service issued a high wind watch and a fire warning. The warnings cautioned that strong winds could knock down power lines and ignite a fire that would spread quickly due to dry conditions. Uh, the fire was a direct and legal assault, legal result of negligence, carelessness, and recklessness, and or unlawfulness. Um, and then there's also another thing, too, that I wanted to add. Let's see if I can find it here. But, um, yeah, in a, as HECO uh, faces lawsuits over its alleged role in, con in contributing to the devastating wildfires that swept through Maui this month, 
The utility also is being accused of compromising evidence in the fire investigation by moving damaged equipment before the federal investigators could examine it. Now, I believe their defense was like, hey, we needed to do this. Um, also, we couldn't shut down the power because it was needed for the water supply. So, like, they have, quote-unquote, like, reasons for this. Um, so I am curious to see how this is going to pan out in court. But it does feel very suspicious. I, I, I completely understand you are living in the wreckage of, like, what people have described as have described as an apocalypse as a war zone uh i've so far heard that at least 350 people are still missing um from the fires which is you know very sad we've talked about the high death toll so i understand that people are looking for answers you know what i mean and in this situation if this company could have done anything that make it better then i understand why you're like look no we're gonna hold you to account here so you know I will definitely keep you posted on that. And we do have one more thing to cover. Do, 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 do. I'm going to go ahead and take my little break. And then we will um, do this last bit of news. Okay. Oh yeah. Ooh. Once again from the BB from the BBC. Lapuse uh court finds teenagers carried out hacking spree. A court has found an eighteen year old from Oxford was a part of an international cybercrime gang responsible for a hacking spree against uh major tech firms. Ariane Cortage was a key member of Lapoose Group, which hacked the likes of Uber, NVIDIA, and Rockstar Games. A court heard Cortage leaked clips of unreleased Grand Theft Auto 6 game, of the uh, unreleased Grand Theft Auto 6 game, while on bail in a travel lodge hotel. The audacious attacks by Lapoose in 2021 and 2022 shocked the cybersecurity world. I actually believed I at least talked about the um, Lapoose and the Grand Theft Auto thing because it's just gaming and I remember the leaks. So I was like, I definitely want to talk about that. And uh, here we are now. Turns out it was a couple of teenagers. Now, um, Kritage is autistic and psychiatrists deemed him not fit to stand trial so he did not appear in court to give evidence but that being said him and another 17 year old who is also autistic uh were convicted for his involvement in the activities of lapoose but cannot be named because of his age that's the second one i'm sorry but um essentially they have been involved in i believe like three heists um, and let's just kind of go ahead and run through them here. Um, jurors heard that the unnamed teenager started hacking with Kurtage in July of 2021, having met online. Kurtage, aided by Lapoose Associates, hacked the servers and data files of telecoms uh, company BT and EE, the mobile operator, 
uh, before demanding $4 million or 3.1 million euros um, in ransom. And that was on August 1st of 2021. Uh, no ransom was paid, but the court heard that the 17-year-old and Cartage used stolen SIMs uh, or stolen SIM details from five victims to steal a total of nearly a hundred thousand uh, pounds, I believe, right? Yeah, pounds from their cryptocurrency accounts, which were secured by their compromised mobile SIM identities. Both defendants were initially arrested on the 22nd of January in 2022, then released under investigation. Um, now, they were back at it again, though, later, and they breached NVIDIA, a, Sil- a Silicon Valley tech giant that makes chips for, artifi- or for artificial, artificial intelligence chatbots in uh, February 2021. They stole and leaked sensitive and valuable data and demanded a ransom payment to stop them releasing more. The jury were shown were shown telegram group chats of the gang instructing someone they'd hired to call the Nvidia staff uh, help desk pretending to be an employee in an attempt to get login details from the firm. Uh, they, um, also in other hacks, gang spanned employees late night with access approval requests until staff said yes, which I would imagine would be the most annoying way to get breached. Like you're literally just like, who is this? Who is this? And like, it's probably like the middle of the night or whatever. And you know, most people are like, no, I'm going to follow protocol. I'm going to do the right thing. But there's maybe one guy who's just like, I just want this shit to stop. I don't even know why they're asking whatever. And they just say fine and they let the person in and it's that's all he needed um in this situation though um cartage was doxxed by rival hackers who posted his and his family's contact details online um granted i should say maybe that wasn't necessarily uh, attached to this event a lot of times when it comes to hackers you can be online and get into like beefs rivalries whatever and in retaliation or just to get at you, whatever, you can dox or, you know, spill the information of like, a, you know, address where a person lives, who they are, what they're doing, you know, and if you're a hacker, like that's, that's, that's your whole mask off, like, and that's, that's game over. Um, and not just to mention, you know, you're potentially doxed to the cops. Uh, it, it's also a potential safety thing for you and your family. So, Cartage was moved to the Travelodge Hotel, but because he's on bail, he's got all this fucking legal shit going on, um, he wasn't allowed to have any fucking internet around him. So, no computers, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. But, um, Cartage carried on hacking. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? It turns out, with a fucking fire stick, my guys... Uh, prosecutors say he was caught red-handed when City of London police searched his hotel room. In a flagrant disregard for his bail conditions, jurors were told uh, police found an Amazon Fire Stick in his hotel, uh, in his hotel TV, allowing him to connect to cloud computing services, 
with a newly purchased smartphone, keyboard, and mouse. So he just kind of put it together and was like, okay, now I'm fine. I'm back online. And I know that sounds super fucking easy, but like it's it's actually not. Like at least to me and my dumb ass, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be straight up. I cannot jailbreak my my Fire Stick. I hate using it. I, I find it to be a hunk of fucking junk. Um, I mean, I'm use I use it when I have to. In this situation, my PlayStation's not working, so I'm like, fine. I'll use my Fire Stick so I can watch my thing, I'll watch my stuff. Um, but to jailbreak it, you actually gotta do it. You actually have to know what you're doing. Um, so I imagine this dude was like, yeah, I'm gonna open my Fire Stick up. And now I'm good to go. And he just used it like it was a computer and just started hacking again. And um, he was able to use it to hack or at least attack Revolut, Uber, and Rockstar Games. And I'm pretty sure with Rockstar Games, he was able just to like get in a, like a chat group with the employees and be like, hey, I'm an employee too. And, um, oh no, he said no. He, uh, he did the opposite of this. I'm sorry. He was just like flexing. In his final attack against the game maker, uh, was described as his most audacious. As Curtaz posted a message on the company Slack messaging service to all employees, stating, "I am not a Rockstar employee. I'm an attacker." So it's like he just like did a burnout in their parking lot. Like, yeah, I fucking got y'all. And um, yeah, that probably didn't help his case. <laughs> um, he declared that he had downloaded. All data from GTA 6, Rockstar's hugely popular video game series, adding that if Rockstar does not contact me on Telegram within 24 hours, I will start releasing the source code. Meanwhile, 90 uh, video clips of unfinished gameplay for the highly anticipated new game were also published on a fan forum under the username Teapot... Teapot Ube... <laughs> teapot uber hacker <laughs> he just gave his whole game away like it, it, it's it's just like any kind of like murderer or any kind of like like criminals love like leaving tags leaving signatures and he's just like yeah it's literally my username i'm telling you what i'm about right here um Curtis was rearrested and detained under uh, until his trial so yeah um so where it stands they are both waiting uh sentencing um, I don't know if I will cover that or not. Maybe, maybe not. It's, it's it, low-key is small potatoes. But, um, yeah, Lapoos, uh, they were at it. They've been at it. And it turns out it was a couple of teenagers, uh, a little neurodivergent. But, uh, that being said, I mean, crime is still crime. Like, and that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. It is important to talk about those things and, um, like, say that it's relevant. Talk about the relevancy of it. But that being said, it does not absolve you of crime. You know what I mean? Like, you still do these things. You're still responsible for your actions. You know, like, if you have these urges and desires, things like that, then okay, you got to take yourself aside and say, hey, I need to talk to people. I need to, like, do the work so that I don't do these things because I know in my heart, in my head somewhere that they are wrong. You don't just get to, like, flip a switch and say, hey, I'm just going to, like, you know, go star power now. Like, that's just not how that works. So, um, that being said, I still find this all very interesting and, uh, happy to cover it. So, yeah, um, that's the episode, though. Let's see how we did. How we, ugh, still very long. I'm sorry. You know, got a little girthy. I'm a little winded today, you know, but we covered a lot. Did a lot of, covered a lot of ground today. So, yeah. Um, if you'd like to support, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com says Zaya News. 
you do become a newsie, I shout you out. Plug a project if you're on one. Uh, let's see, free ways to hit me up as news one at gmail.com. I'm on all the socials. Feel free to follow me, find me, converse with me. Hopefully you subscribe to the YouTube. That means a lot. And uh, all the reviews are great. We love it. Five stars, all the comments. If there's 10 stars, I guess do that. Max out all the stars. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Thank you.